Shalom to all. Today's daf is Shalom Daf Chaf. We are starting Yotas Amud Beis, the second to last line, the second to last word on the line. And today's daf is sponsored Le'ilu Nishmas Rabbi Shai ben Rabbi Yisrael Shmuel. His neshama should have an aliyah. Now we concluded yesterday discussing meat that was found. Is it kosher or not? This is related to the sugi of Basar Shen Salomon Ayin. Do we suspect that it was switched for other meat or not? And the Gemara tells us Rav Nachas Lataman. Rav went over there, meaning he was in Bavel. Chamsun Mekilin Mechamar Alain. He saw their very mekel. They were lenient, and he was mach around them. Chad Barnash Azul. There was a person going along the way. Chaf Amadal found the top of Bayim Shizga is Puksei Begoyin Nahara. He went to wash his meat at the river. The Inshasa and he forgot some there. Vazale he went on his way. Chazer he came back to the river to take his piece of meat. Bayim Misvina he wanted to take the meat. Amrle Rav Rav told him Asr Lachatz Asr to do so. Do not Amr because I say Ahishatafnara your meat was washed away by the river. Vaisi Chori Dinavela Tachtoi and he brought a piece of Nevela in its stead and this is actually Nevela it's not your meat. And another story Chad Barnash Hava Mahalch Bashuka Tain Kupad there was a person walking along in the marketplace he was carrying a piece of meat. Asa Dayasa a large bird came. Some say it's a vulture. This bird came. The chataf grabbed this piece of meat from him. Vital and threw it. Chazer, this fellow went by Mesvina. He wanted to take his meat back. Amle Rav, he told him, Asr lechatz, Asr to take it. Do not amr because I say Basr de nevela havas teina vital It was actually holding a piece of nevela meat, and that was the piece that it threw. Benas by Huaychana took yours in its place, and therefore the piece of meat that it threw is not your kosher piece of meat. It's actually a piece of nevela. Therefore you're not allowed to take the meat. And now a similar case, not with meat but with wine. Ginai shatav zikin. The name of the river Ginai. It washed away some wine skins, and then they found. Wineskins later on down the river. Also, over the Kumi Rav Yitzchak Brablazar, this story came in front of Yitzchak Brablazar. Rav Amri said, Yechakmon Shafayu Kutrehain. The pourers should examine their knots, and if these knots are the same as the one they had tied on the wineskins that were washed away, then they could drink this wine. And a similar story, Nuknika Eshtakach Beknishta Debuli. A wine container was found in the base Knesses in Buli. Also, over the Kumi Rav Yirmiya, the story came in front of Rav Yirmiya. Amr he said, Yechakmon Sakaraya Avidashoin. Let the red dye markers examine their work. They would paint it with some sort of red dye if it had the exact same markings so then they're allowed to drink this wine and now a story that has to do with meat there was a roasted gedi found in the thoroughfare of gofsa and they permitted it because of two things because of because of now what does that mean they permitted it meaning it's not considered a lost object that has to be announced someone that saves something from a lion from marauding soldiers from the the surge of the sea or the surge of a river, from a large thoroughfare or plaza, it belongs to him, because the owners already gave up hope on it. And so to this, the owner gave up hope and you're allowed to keep it because it's considered a lost object that doesn't have an owner, it's yours. And what does that mean? You wouldn't have to be afraid that it was slaughtered by a non-Jew and that this is non-kosher meat. Since the majority of the pastors by over here are Jewish, we say that this is kosher meat. And it turned out this was actually from Rebbe's house. And a similar case, Eagle de Gosto the Levi round cheese was found in Levi's Inn, and they permitted because of two things. You don't have to look for the owner of this cheese. We have a person saves something from any of these situations. belongs to him. Because the person already gave up a hope, he doesn't think he's going to get it back from the lion or from the marauding soldiers or from the river. What does that mean? We don't have to be afraid that this is Gentile cheese, that this is non-kosher cheese, we can say that this is Jewish cheese because the majority of the pastors by the majority of the people here are Jewish. And it turned out it was from Rebbe Rabbi Yaisi's house. And now just commenting on this halacha, that if you find something, you don't have to announce it, you could keep it. He asked him, We see the Chamim announce something that they find even though they don't have to. Why do they do so? If you had found something, wouldn't you take it without announcing it? Rabbi Yaisi, your father doesn't say so. 
So Ela Amar, he used to say, Halavai ka nishkach, Halavai it should be that if I find something, nishkach min piyusu gava, I should find it from the intersection inwards, meaning it's completely hefker and I'm allowed to take it for myself. But nonetheless, afilukain, even so, ashkach, when he did find something, v'loy nasif, he wouldn't take it for himself and he would announce it. But this is an extra miz chasidos, but not that it has to be announced. You don't have to look for the owner. Really, you're allowed to keep it. And the Mishnah continues with the same theme. Behemish and Mishlaim on Migdal Eder and animals found moseying around in between Yushalayim and Migdal Eder, which is Beis Lechem, Uchmi Ruach, and this distance in any direction, this animal is just walking around eating grass and it's clearly lost. Zacharim Oilis Nekevis Zivchei Shlamim. If it is a male animal, we assume that it is a carbon oil. If it is a female animal, we assume that it is a Shlamim. Rabbi Yudaimer, he says, If this animal could be a carbon Pesach, then we assume it's a carbon Pesach if it is within 30 days of Pesach. Barishayna, originally, they would take a mashka and they would take a collateral from the person that found this animal until he brought the nusachim that are supposed to be brought with this animal. He had to bring it out of his own private funds. People would leave this animal and run away. They didn't want to have to take money out of their own pocket. So therefore, Bezin established that the nusachim for this animal, which was found, should come from the community fund. And Amr Abshem, he tells us, Bezin established seven things, and this is one of them. A Gentile sent his oila from Dinasayam from overseas. He was outside of Eretz Yisrael and he sent his oila. We know that a Gentile is allowed to bring a carbon. If he sent Nusachim with it, Craven Mishaloi, so then those Nusachim are brought. But if he didn't send Nusachim, Craven Mishal Tibor, then we're going to take money out of the community fund and we're going to bring Nusachim from there. We have a Ger, he died. He left some carbonists that weren't brought yet. If they have Nusachim with them, Craven Mishaloi, so then those are brought. If not, Craven Mishal Tibor, then we're going to take money out of the community fund for its Nusachim. And there's actually Tanai Bezin, a stipulation from Bezin, if a kind Gadol died, Shetayim and Chasay Krivim Shal Tzibor, his mincha is brought from the community fund, whereas Rabbi Huda Imer, he says, Mishal Yarshim, is brought from his Yarshim. We know that the kind Gadol had to bring a mincha that was a fully sarin every single day. It was split half in the morning, half in the evening. So we have Machlekes over here that when we have a kind Gadol that died, we know that his mincha still has to be brought. Is it brought from his estate or is it brought from the community fund? However, the Mishnah continues, and this everyone agrees to Ushleim Ahisakreva, it was brought whole. When the Kain Gadol died and we're going to bring his mincha, we don't split it into two, half in the morning, half in the evening. We bring it all at once. And we continue talking about the stipulation that Bezin made, Alamelech Valaitzim, in regards to the salt and the wood that was brought in the Mizbech Shiva Kainim Naisim Bahen. The Kahanim are allowed to benefit from them. They're not allowed to take them home and use them in their house. But the meat that the Kahanim ate, they were part of the Karbanis, so then they're allowed to use the salt and the wood of the Beis Hamikdash. Valapar Shalayu Mailin Bafara, and we're dealing with a Paraduma, the Kain that's dealing with it, he is not going to be Ivor Meila with its ashes, and the apostle Kini and the apostle bird carbonus, if something happens to them, the replacement is going to come from the community fund. Rabbi Yisrael, he says, the one that was supplying the birds, he has to supply extra in case there's a situation where one of them is puzzle. Now the Gemara begins with an unspoken question. The Mishnah had said that we found an animal and if it was male, we assume that it's an Ayla. But why so? It could very well be a Shlamim and not an Ayla. So how could this animal be brought? We don't know if it's an Ayla or Shlamim. So Rabbi Shaya, Rabbi Amr, he says, Love of the Mayim Shanu. We're talking about bringing an animal, the value of this animal. What does that mean? You're right. This animal cannot be brought because it might be an Ayla or a Shlamim. We're discussing where this fellow took upon himself to bring two different animals, each the value of this one. He says, If this is an Ayla, this here money is going to be used to purchase an Ayla. And if it's a Shlamim, then this here money is going to be used for a Shlamim. Whereas Amalai Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yechanan asked Rabbi Shai Rabba, Are we going to go tell a person to be Ayver Me'ilu with Kachim? There's nothing wrong with this animal that he found. So how can we say that he should transfer its Kedusha onto something else? 
Ella Rabbi Yechanan says, We actually go bus arrive. We are going to bring this animal itself. And Rav Zacharim Eilis, since the majority of male animals are Eilis, so we're going to bring this animal as an Eilis if it's a male. And Rav Nekeva is Since the majority of female animals are Shlamim, we're going to bring this as a Shlamim. The Gemara asks, How could that be? A carbon Shlamim can't be Zachar and Nekeva. So how can you say that this male animal is for sure an Eilis? It's very possible it's a Shlamim. How could we bring this animal as an Eilis when it's very possible? So the Gemara answers, you're right. What's this person supposed to do? He found this animal walking around. He knows it's probably a carbon. How is he supposed to treat it? He brings it out to Chulin, meaning he transfers its Kedusha. He makes it Chulin. This is after it grazed and got a mom. And then he takes this money and uses it to purchase an animal. And he brings it as a carbon oil. And he's going to do so also for a Shlamim. So the way that this new suggestion is different is that we're saying, first we have to wait till this animal gets a mom. And only then we can transfer his Kedusha. We don't transfer his Kedusha right away when we find it because that's Usr, it still doesn't have a mum. However, we have a totally different answer. Amrab Zaira, Kamadat Amr Taman, just like you said over there, Tanai Bezin who Alamai Saris, Shikru Ailas, that there's a special Tanai Bezin stipulation that anytime we have extra money from Karbanas, that that's going to be used to purchase Ayla. Kenat Mar of Hacha, so too you're going to say the same thing here. Tanai Bezin who there's a special Tanai Bezin, Allah Ayvdas, on any lost and found animals, Shikva and Ailas, that they're going to be brought as Ayla, even though it might have originally been a Shlamim, we're going to bring it as Ayla. Whereas Amrab Yasir of Yaakov Baracha, he asks, Ain's amazing. Isn't this deliberate? If it used to be a shlamim, and now we're saying that's going to be an ayla, so we're deliberately changing its status from a shlamim to an ayla. How could we do so? Amrullah, he answered, Since this is a Tanai Bezdin, this is a special stipulation from Bezdin, this is not considered mazer, it's not considered deliberate, because they say, since we don't know what it is, it automatically becomes an ayla, and there's nothing wrong with that. And now we're going to be discussing the part of the Mishnah regarding the Kain Gadol's Mencha. Amrab Yasa, Adana, tomorrow when I was over there, Sham is called Rabbi Shmuel. I heard Rabbi Huda asking, Shmuel. What about if a person separates Machsa Shekel and he died? What do we do with this money? Amrlei, he responded, Yipul and Adava, it goes into the Adava boxes. And this extra money that was designated for that Sirius Eifa Mincha, Rabbi Yechon Amr, he says, Yelichim Yam Melch, it gets brought to the Yam Melch, Rabbi Lazar Amr, Yipul and Adava, it gets put in the Adava boxes. And now we're going to be discussing this Mincha that the Kayan Gadol brings every single day. We said half it was brought in the morning, half it was brought in the evening. Asirius Eifa Shekayan Gadol, this Asirius Eifa, this Mincha the Kayan Gadol. Rabbi Yechon Amr, he says, first it's split in half, and then it becomes consecrated, it gets put into Klisharis. Rishim and Lakish Amr, he says Makacha, first it's made Kaddish in a Klisharis, and then it gets split in half. Now the Gemara says, The following Mishnah Menachas is not like Rabbi Yechanan, it's problematic according to Rabbi Yechanan's Shita. What does the Mishnah say? Half of the Mincha gets brought, and half of it gets destroyed. This Mishnah is saying that if the Kain Gadol died after bringing the first half of his Mincha, so the new Kain Gadol has to bring a brand new Mincha, he divides it in half, brings half of it in the afternoon, and the remaining half gets destroyed. So this is not like Rabbi Yechanan, because Rabbi Yechanan said the Kain Gadol would first divide his Mincha and then be Mekadosh which means that the second half doesn't become Kaddish until it's brought. And therefore, this second half only has Kedusha's Damim and should be redeemed and not destroyed, whereas the Mishnah Menacha says that it should be destroyed. Clearly, that's not like Rabbi Yechanan. So the Gemara answers, Pastor Law, he could explain it, Even money that the Kain Gadol had set aside for his carbon Mincha, if that money turns out to be extra, the money itself that only has Kedusha's Damim also has to be thrown to the Yamamelch, so therefore we don't gain anything by redeeming something that only has Kedusha's Damim 
even something only with Kedusha's Damim gets thrown into Yamamelech. We continue, Masisa Pligar of Shimon Lakesh. This Mishnah is not like Rish Lakesh because the Mishnah says, Nimsu Avudin. It turns out that two halves of a carbon mincha are going to be brought and another two halves get destroyed. Betani Alon, we have a brass on that that explains, Mechza Risha, in the first half of the second Kain Gadol's Mincha, Mechza Sheni, and the second half of the first Kain Gadol's Mincha, Tubert Sarasan, we have to wait for Ubert Sura, we have to wait till the next morning, Vyatzel Besasrefa, and then it gets burned. Now, why is this not like Rish Lakesh? Because according to Rish Lakesh, the Mincha is first sanctified and then split. It has Kedushas Haguf and should be destroyed immediately and it shouldn't have to wait for Ibert Surah. So Apostle Lowe explained for Rish Lakesh, Rabbi Shmuel, he actually holds like Rabbi Shmuel and he doesn't hold like this Brisa. The Amar Rabbi Shmuel holds Isarin Makadesh, the Kli called the Isarin. That's what this Mincha is put into. That's Makadesh, the entire Mincha at the same time. So according to Rish Lakesh and Rabbi Shmuel, this Mincha would actually be burned right away and does not have to wait for Ibert Surah, unlike this Brisa that says it has to wait for Ibert Surah. And continuing to talk about this Mincha that the Kain Gadol has to bring every single day, we've also learned previously that not only does the Kain Gadol bring this Mincha every single day, a Kaihain, when he starts doing the Avoida for the very first time, he also has to bring this Mincha. When a Kain starts out doing the Avoida for the first time, maybe Asir Se'efa Shaloi, he brings this Asir Se'efa, and he does the Avoida with it himself. And Echa Kain Gadol, Echa Kain Hedjit, whether we're talking about a Kain Gadol or a Kain Hedjit, Sha'avdu, that did the Avoida, at Shaloi Hevyu Asir Se'efa Shalahem, before they brought their Asir Se'efa. So this could be talking about the Kain Gadol just on a regular day in the base of Mikdash. He started doing the Avoida before he brought his Asir Se'efa, or a Kain Hedjit started doing the Avoida for the first time without bringing his Asir Se'efa. Avidas and Kshera, it's still Kasher. Rebmana Bay Meimar, Rebmana wanted to say, Bay Bayim Shin Skarv Tchil Avoida, Bay Bayim Nisman Elias Kain Gadol. Let's say the first day that this Kain is doing Avoida is also the day that he's appointed to be the Kain Gadol. Maybe Shtaim, he would have to bring two Menachas, Achas Lachinuchai, one for his inauguration. This is the first day that he's being a Kain. And one mincha has to be brought for the chayvas He is the kain gadol, so he has to bring a mincha every day. So therefore, he would have to bring two menachas. Now we continue talking about this mincha. It says in the pasuk tufine that it should be baked. What do we learn from here? B'shas hava tufine, it should be baked when it's brought. Vein b'shachas tufine, it should not be baked early in the morning before it's able to be brought. As the gemara vatanin, we learned hamidu oisei chavisin la chavisin. They set up chavitin makers to make the chavitin. Now this mincha is also called a minchas chavitin. So we see that these chavitin makers were set up and they started making this mincha way before the mincha was actually brought. So we clearly see that it's able to be done early in the morning before the Kain Gadol actually brought it, or before the Kain brought it. So Amr B'chiyah Baracha, he explains, Lassus Chamel Revucha, these Chavitin makers, they were making hot water for scalding it. We know that part of the Avoid of this Mincha is that it had to be scalded with hot water, and that's what they were making when it says that they were Oisei Chavitin, but they weren't actually making the Mincha itself. Tufine, we continue darshaning. Rabbi Yasa B'Shem Rabbi Chanina, he says, First, it has to be fried, and then it's baked. Rabbi Acha B'Shem Rabbi Chanina, he says, First it's baked, and then it's fried. And it's Similar Joshua, tufine, it has to be baked. Te'afena, na. It should be baked partially cooked, meaning first it's fried and then it's baked. Rebbe Amr, he says, no. Te'afena, na'e. It shall be baked nicely, meaning it should first be baked and then fried. Because if you fry it and then bake it, it's not so nice because it's already blackened a little bit by the oil. Rebbe Daisa Amr, he says, Te'afena, riba. It should be baked a lot of times, meaning you fry it and then you bake it and then you fry it after baking it. And Asya and Ilin, Palgavasa, Kehin, Palgavasa, these disputants are just like those disputants. 
The one that said that it has to be baked nicely, meaning first it's baked and then fried. That's just like the manda that it's first baked and then fried. And according to the manda that it's baked already partially cooked. That's like the manda that it's fried and then baked because it's considered partially cooked when it was fried and then you bake it. Now going back to the part of the Mishnah where we had said that when the Kain Gadol dies, we're still going to bring his mincha for him. The Gemara asks, Is this only when he dies? Is this also if he becomes Tame, so therefore he's disqualified only until he becomes Tahar, or if he gets disqualified because he got a mum, he got a permanent blemish, and he's not going to be able to be the Kain Gadol anymore? Are we going to bring his mincha in that case also? Tani Rabbi he teaches, even if he was Nidche because he got a permanent blemish, we're going to bring his mincha for him. However, not if he becomes Tameh. And now delving into this machlex that we had in the Mishnah, that when the Kayin Gadol died, are we going to bring his mincha from the communal fund or from his estate? How do we know that when the Kayin Gadol died and we haven't had a chance to appoint a new Kayin Gadol in his stead, that his mincha is brought from his own estate, meaning we take the money from his Yarshim, it says in the Pasuk, from his sons, he shall make it. So we take the mincha from his estate. You might think that we should split it in half, just like the Kayin Gadol does when he brings it himself. He takes the mincha, he splits it in half, half in the morning, half in the evening. Since we're taking it from his estate, maybe we should do the same thing. That's why the Pasuk says, Aysa, Kula Amarti, the entire thing has to be burned at one time, and it's not brought in two halves. Dev Rabbi Huda, that's Rabbi Huda's opinion, like we learned in the Mishnah. This is just with greater detail. Rabbi Shimon Amr, he says, It only comes from the communal fund. Shinamar says in the Pasuk, This is an eternal decree. And what do we learn from here? We bring it from the one with whom this eternal bris is established, meaning the Kahal. He has this eternal bris with the congregation, and therefore we're going to bring it from the congregational funds, from the Tzibor, and not from his own personal estate. And the pause continues, Kalo Taktar, Kalo Laktara, it's completely burned, and we don't have any Shirayim, we don't have anything left over the Kayanim eat, it's put on the Mizbech and completely burned. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow, further discussing this Mincha, but for now, everyone should have a wonderful day.